to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. I've been consistently inappropriate. No, 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 no. It's me. You've been nothing but sweet. And I ignored your card and your, your gift. Miss Kringle, I can honestly say that our interactions are always the highlight of my day. Please, uh, Kristen. Oh my God, I even accuse you of writing Doherty's goodbye note. Right. I mean, oh, who knows what that jerk was thinking. I'm jerk. How I ever let him lay a hand on me, I'll never know. I'm glad he's dead. Well, he's... He just left town. He's not dead. Right, yeah, I know. Figure of speech. He's dead to you. Out of your life, not dead, dead. Talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks, and I'm Emery DeSimone, and we're back for another wonderful episode of Gotham Podcast. No, not Gotham Podcast. Uh, no, we are not Gotham Podcast. Rip Gotham Podcast. By the way, I did oh, notice this week that they wrapped so things sad. up. It was very sad. Very sad. Uh, oh, I think we're also uh, bringing our live stream back into the thing. Okay, awesome. there we go. That's fun. I uh, know, but a uh, uh, Rip Gotham Podcast. We we uh, really enjoyed uh, being a Gotham Podcast along with you guys for sure mm-hmm. uh and but no you're we're on legends of gotham podcast which is way better because it still exists <laughs> but, uh, you took it you you were doing and then, <laughs> on that no one. we love those guys love though it. for sure yeah uh, okay but, but uh yeah we're here to talk another episode of gotham uh tuesday oh night 8 30 p.m est live.universebox.com and on alpha geek radio on yes. the special events channel at uh, alphageekradio.com. Uh, you can go to tunein.alphageekradio.com to see all of the ways you can check us out live on the audio and that we're also in the reruns too. We are. Yay. You know, if you're listening to us on Alpha Geek Radio, by the way, let us know. Tweet us yes, at please. Legends of Gotham or uh, hop in the chat room, yeah. uh, which I believe is also hosted over on Alpha Geek. So uh, I guess I, I guess it's time to get into – oh, also we should say hi to our chatters here. Uh, we have uh, Mike Lucero, Wynn, Bobby, and uh, a couple others might pop in there. I'm bit. sure somebody will. Yeah, definitely. Guest but, is in there. Guest 79760. Oh, I feel like it's a like prisoner 79760. I don't trust them at I don't all. trust it. Oh, Either. no. It's Derek. Okay. Hi, Derek. Hi, Derek. Okay, so why don't we go ahead and get started with the rhyming, riddling episode summary. Oh, wait, that's me. That is you. Okay. Who can clean up the GCPD? Captain Barnes has a plan, but does he have the key? Will Kringle love Ed despite his hearing voices? Ha! Perhaps if he hides his deadly knife choices. Can Alfred fright? Ha! Can Alfred fight? (laughs) He likes hitting cat girls. Does his slap pack a wallop to straighten out curls? Will Penguin stay king or find a mayor to endorse? Not if the cops send in their strike force. Strike force. Strike force. Strike force. Strike force. Strike force. Strike team. No strike force. Strike force. Strike force. Yeah. What'd you think, Anne Marie? Overall, overall, what did you think of uh, this episode, season two, episode four, which is divisible by itself? Of Gotham. Things happened. Things did happen. Things happened. Definitely. I mean, I'm. Not my favorite episode, mm-hmm. but I'm not upset about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, it's... It it's, wasn't a bad episode, but I'm not like... Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard, hard to... Uh, for the audio to- listeners, I'm just like 
gaping mouth. But it's kind of hard to uh, hold a candle to last week because it was so shocking it was and insane. intense and bombastic. It was bombastic. It, it was Mr. B- Mr. Mr. Boombastic. It <laughs> but was it, fantastic. Yeah, but you know what? I, I still enjoyed it. And I guess uh, the big headline uh, for this week's episode was uh, the introduction of uh, Michael Chickalis as Captain Barnes. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I kind of enjoyed this because uh, if you've never seen his show, The Shield, nope. uh, which I believe was on FX. Uh, was it? Award-winning show, uh, cop drama about a corrupt police department in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, might remind you a little bit of Gotham. Maybe a little bit. But his Captain Barnes here uh, is sort of sort of a bizarro version of his character on that show called nice. Vic Mikey, Vic Mackey, rather. Who, <laughs> Good, not just me who can't speak. <laughs> but uh, Vic, Vic Mackey was the leader of a of the strike team uh, in, in the in the Los Angeles <laughs> police department. Uh-huh. And uh, he was he was basically the leader of the corrupt unit of cops. So uh, kind of a bizarro uh, Vic Mackey in mm-hmm. Captain Barnes here. It, it also, just because they picked Michael Chiklis for this part, mm-hmm. kind of makes me wonder if maybe he's not genuine in his, in his uh, you know, wanting to stamp down on the corruption in Gotham. Maybe he's been put there by Theo Gallivan, or maybe he uh... has his own scheme he's running. Maybe... Oh, at this point you have to question everybody! No, Well, this is, this is the rise I of the villains. I hadn't even thought of questioning him. Yeah, this is the rise of the villains. Maybe he's a villain all his own. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying because just because of the choice of Michael Chiklis, it makes me kind of wonder, you know, Uh, but uh, I I did think it was interesting that he taps Gordon uh, mainly because of the military connection, uh, because he he knew that, uh, well, one, Gordon has a reputation. I mean, even when he shows up at the department, someone's like, Gordon, you're too good. Uh, But I, uh, you Mm. know, definitely he has that kind of like a brother-in-arms sort of uh, attachment to Gordon after looking at everybody's files and everything. Right, and read everything about mm-hmm. everyone. I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I, but I also I, I loved when he comes into the department that he mm-hmm. just fires a bunch of people and arrests a cop. A very yes. Orson Welles. If you don't know about Orson Welles, oh. uh, basically what he would do, he would show up on set okay. and he would fire somebody immediately just to kind of assert his dominance. Oh. And that, that's totally what Captain Barnes does in this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, he just he comes in there. He lets you know they killed nine cops a couple weeks ago. This week he kind of cuts out nine cops from the department. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it, you know. So I, I I thought that was kind of fun. I thought it was definitely interesting, especially because he literally could have said any names, mm-hmm. any names. Oh yeah, in that entire department. I mean, even Gordon is is kind of yeah, now. his right hand man. Uh, Wins in the chat room says uh, she's kind of with Bullock's yeah whatever assessment of the strike force shenanigans like mm-hmm. yeah he was very blasé about the whole thing yeah for sure. well that's because he's in even deeper than anybody than the others or mm-hmm. than Jim like yeah he's been around the shenanigans for a long time mm-hmm. but. Granted, everybody he worked with is dead or gone, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. He still did those acts, and, you know, mm-hmm. Barnes wants to take down everybody who's, you know, breaking a window. Oh, I like Bobby in the chat room. Police Academy 8, Gotham Strike Force. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, Wynn is saying that she uh, kind of yawned on the whole Police Academy side of it, too, which I kind of agree with. Yeah. Although I, I did think it was interesting that, like, every member of the Strike Force had, like, a little piece of Batman in them, you know. One had, like, uh, avenging the dead parent kind of thing. The other one had, like, the really good fighting abilities with patience and this, that, and the other. So they all had this little piece of Batman in them. But at the same time, yeah, it did kind of 
dragged. Like mm-hmm. it, it would have been better if he had just been, showed up with the, the recruits and been like, "See, I think that would that would have been better." Yeah, if he just showed mm-hmm. up with them, mm-hmm. um, you know, instead of calling him at Lee's house, going, "Everybody knows <laughs> you're banging the ME." Um, <laughs> I, 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 I will also say that uh, the the big uh, gunfight uh, later was on Zaz. in the episode uh, with Zaz, like, kind of, it bored me a little bit too because it was very. And I, I see some people mentioning their dislike of uh, cop shows uh, in the uh, chat room. But, uh, yeah, it was a very kind of kind of by-the-numbers uh, gunfight, uh, mm-hmm. gunfight scene, which some people like, some people really like. Not exactly my cup of tea. Yeah. So, so I was a little bit bored by it. But, uh, you know, I, I, overall, I, I, I love that Chickless is on the show. Mm-hmm. And I, I I love the whole concept of the strike force, even if the execution left a little bit to be desired. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it goes because these four guys are supposed to only report to Jim. Mm-hmm. And Jim's only to report to Barnes. Where does Bullock fit in there? <laughs> yeah, I have, I have some have thoughts on that, on that Sorry. Uh, c- coming up soon. Okay, coming soon. Coming soon. That was just a preview. Okay, so Krigma. <laughs> Krigma. Krigma, because we must have shipping names. I, I prefer Ringle. Um, I like Krigma. Riddler Kringle. But he's not the Riddler yet. He's kind of the Riddler. He's, he's, he's on his he's on his way. He's only killed one guy. I guess. So he's still Enigma. Um, yay for Ed for finally getting the cojones to ask Kristen out. Actually, he didn't even really ask her out. He handed her a paper and said, "We're going to dinner at eight o'clock. Please be here uh-huh. at my um, apartment with well, a bed in the kitchen." Shame law. <laughs> Shame moi. She should have known. She should have known because she is much smarter than that. But I think she was so wooed and mm. um, I don't think she was expecting it. And I just love the guys behind her that were all like, what just <laughs> happened here? Yeah, because they were all trying to were all chatting around. Right, because she's that girl. Mm-hmm. She dates all the cops. Who's that lady? Kringle that lady. lady. Oh, uh, uh, Wynn mentions that Nigma's plot line is straight out of Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, smitten nerve. Uh, off pretty girl's abusive boyfriend while trying to keep a monster his bad side rather than uh, Audrey the II the plant uh, pacified uh, all we're missing is a song or two uh, which by the way I mean we really don't get to talk about a lot musicals. about my love of musicals on this no, show we don't but Little Shop of Horrors is my favorite musical I, I literally used to watch it two times a day every day for like two years I don't think I've ever seen so. it the whole way through Little Shop yeah, I know that horror. much. I know that and the scary dentist thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that was the abusive boyfriend uh, the scary, who, who gets off by dentist. the nerdy guy. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. No. Uh, let's see. Mir Ed is getting stronger and working out in his favor. So, yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the date, there were a few moments where things could have gone very, very bad. Very mm-hmm. bad. But they didn't. Yeah, which like, makes us continue to question the Kringle. I, I honestly thought that – I honestly thought that for a second there that he she was going to have to kill her. Yes. Because – With the I'm glad he's dead? Yeah. It, you yes. Know, De- definitely like i i thought you i thought kringle was going it was down. like oh no <laughs> well you know what he was probably wondering that too because when she was like trying to leave he's like oh no 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 okay no no what do i do what do we do we do we do we do, we do, we do? <laughs> like but admitting that there was the voice in his head mm-hmm. that was pretty i mean that was a bold step definitely that was a pretty because whoever wants to admit that there's people talking in here we all have people talking in there right 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 no. yes no yes we do there's people in here no that only crazy people do shh, shh, shh. 
shut up. Sorry, telling the voices in my head to shut up. No, keep telling her she's crazy. Keep telling her she's crazy. She'll believe it. <laughs> she is crazy. <laughs> um, but just the fact that he did admit that and that she was like all about him being crazy. Mm-hmm. Like that was a little weird. But it was adorable with the glasses, the bumping, the giggles, the kisses. Yes, definitely. definitely. Squee. It's so endearing when when a a psychotic killer can find true love, you know, every time. (laughs) Uh, Michael Lucero in the chat room says, I've actually uh, kind of grown to like Theo's overly theatrical personality. It's one of uh, those things where it's so bad it's become endearing. I have some thoughts on that. But yeah, Theo Gallivan, uh, his his public persona, definitely very – there's a veneer there, which – I don't know if I like like I I liked it on Fish Mooney. The veneer? Yeah, the, mm-hmm. kind of kind of the the presentational it's style hard. of acting, uh yeah. the, the veneer, but Th- Theo is kind of grating on me a little bit, but I guess we'll get to that in a few. Yeah. Okay, I I want to switch gears here real quick and talk about Harvey. Harvey. Uh, now now uh, Harvey, I uh, once Barnes come in, comes in and shake things up, uh, we we basically get a return of Harvey from season one, episode yes. one. You know, because he's like, I hate these idealists coming in here and it's never going to work, this, that, and the other. You know, Harvey's arguing against Barnes. And like I said, it sounds a lot like season one, episode one, Harvey. Which is uh, weird because he would be, he had been on the gym train of cleaning things up. Yeah, but then again, Jim is not so much on the gym train anymore. Wait, like, yeah. it, maybe he's like, man, my friend was finally coming around to be a kind of kind of a not not a black knight out the window. Uh, cop but a, a gray knight cop at the very least yeah a, and this is gonna upset all of that you, you know a, and i also kind of wonder if maybe maybe harvey's just like you know what let's not ruffle any feathers in gotham because you know we don't know what's going on well nine of our our brethren uh yeah uh, were killed uh, Plus, just a couple weeks ago yeah, like maybe yeah. he's a little bit scared for the GCPD after the attacks on the GCPD. Probably. He doesn't want to ruffle any feathers, especially penguin feathers. Yeah, uh, but he can take penguin. Mm-hmm. He he just he went yeah. to penguin last week and was like no, not happening. <laughs> Very true. Mm-hmm. But I, I also thought it was interesting, like they were saying before, that uh, he's he's been led on the strike force like midway through the episode. You know, because Barnes outlines like a, a chain of command, a closed system. You know, I uh, Gordon's in charge of you, then I'm in charge of Gordon and mm-hmm. don't answer to anybody else. But then we have Harvey in here all of a sudden. Uh, like, giving orders, basically. Yeah, and I, it almost feels like they cut a scene or we missed a scene where Gordon brings him in and he's like, you know... I need this guy by my side because he's the guy who taught me how Gotham operates and whatnot. And, I mean, that's kind of the function he was serving for the strike force. Yeah, basically. But uh, very interesting. Interesting, interesting. All right, the teenagers of this episode. Oh, uh, the teenagers. Of which there were many. The teens. The, te- the teens. It's like teen mm-hmm. movie. All right, Bruce. Is this a different fancy school than where he went last season for, like, two episodes? I don't think so, but he did say that he's been homeschooled for a while now, so it's almost like he's starting over. It's like they're forgetting that we had that moment. Yeah. So he wasn't anywhere last year. Nope, that didn't happen. Okay, why did he <laughs> well, push? Well, don't you because he, he got in the fight with uh, yes, I, I do. With Hush. I do remember yeah, it. Tommy Elliott. But I'm feeling like they forgot. Mm-hmm. So we're just all going to forget because apparently it's not relevant now. Um, he pushed through those guys in the very beginning, like leaving school and just kept walking. I'm like, there was plenty of space around this trio of dudes <laughs> that you didn't need to push through. Well, he's tra- he, so, he has to assert his dominance now that yeah, he's, he's on his official training mission. Um, speaking of, where did Alfred expect him to change slash store his school stuff before his six mile run home? I would assume back of the limo. But the limo took, he drove off. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, did did he yes. drive off? I I thought I I didn't think no. they they showed him dried off. Thought drive, I drive off. He he dried off. Um, I don't know what that was. Um, <laughs> also Mrs. Cobblepot. <laughs> apparently Mrs. Cobblepot. Um, shouldn't he have seen the situation with Selena and Alfred? Because literally she hops over the extremely too tall for somebody to hop over. Um, mm-hmm. not fence but wall, and then he's like, "Hello, Mister Bruce." I'm like, <laughs> "That there's it's unless he was walking behind trees the entire mm-hmm. way, he should have seen the entire exchange." I I will say that. Selena's entire I- interaction with that wall, like there was, it, no, no offense to director, to director of this episode, TJ Scott, who's a friend of the show. Yes, but but you know it, you could definitely tell it was the stunt double a little bit there, like uh, which is sad because she's a really good. Mm-hmm. You know, person. Like yeah, definitely. Stuff. It's a bit. It's usually a bit more seamless, mm-hmm. like for sure. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Um. While I appreciate young Master Bruce wanting to take Theo to dinner, it seemed in really weird and quick for him to be distracted by Silver. Well, there there is some history uh, there. Well, obviously well, not there's between not the characters history as there is now. now. No. But I I will say that Silver Saint Cloud is a very special uh, woman to Bruce Wayne. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Oh, you have that later too? Yeah, I have some stuff about Silver Lady. But, but you know what? We should circle back around. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I definitely. My think my next. Yeah, thing. yeah. The slap heard around the world. Oh, Selena. Teenager number two. Duh, she misses Bruce. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think she realized how much she missed him until last week when he almost died. <laughs> and she circled back around to make sure he was alive. And then she becomes the stalker again. Oh, yes. I am, however, very impressed with how well she took that slap. Yeah, she did. She did. She, I mean, like, she all but fell over Mm -hmm. with that. And, okay, dear internet, yes, we know that it was wrong for Alfred to slap a teenage girl. We Mm -hmm. are not promoting in any way, shape, or form to go around slapping people. Yeah, if, if I walked down the street and I saw a real guy slap a real teenage girl, I would be like, dude. (laughs) <laughs> no, don't do it. Just like that. I don't, I, dude. Dude. Alfred, dude. Alfred, dude. Alfred, dude. Don't slap the girl, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's turtle time. But here in the land of fiction, one, I'd say may- maybe it was somewhat justified because she killed his friend, okay, even though was- he, he kind of turned on him and stuff. Two, I, I kind of think Alfred w- did it because he knew it would scare her off and that he could get away with it because she was a homeless teenage girl who's been in all sorts of trouble with the law. Uh, you know, she really had done a lot, though. Like, it's not just that. Like, mm-hmm. the lying or the not lying about seeing his parents being killed and mooching off them and being disrespectful. Like, well, she's a 14-year-old homeless kid by choice. Mm-hmm. Um, But... <sighs> I don't know. Like, Alfred is currently a big ball of emotions. Yeah. There has been a lot going on in this man's life. Well, I, I think at this point that Alfred is like, okay, young Master Bruce wants to be whatever he's going to be. He's found his true calling. Mm-hmm. And I have to make sure he achieves it. Yeah. So, so like, he sees Kat as sort of a, a blocker to him achieving his goals. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, we got to get Kat out of the situation. Right away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh, Wynn says in the chat room, um, uh, Alfred, stay away from my boyfriend, slap. Another, yet another person shipping Bruce and Alfred. Stop, Stop doing it. that, people. Stop it. Bralford. We do not approve. Bralford. 
No. Alfred is more two-faced. Oh, Alfredo is more two-faced than two-faced with all of his shifty shifting between street tough and proper gent. Yeah, I, 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 I'd I, assume that Alfred's going to have some problems with Silver St. Cloud, ta- Cloud too, uh, for specific reasons. Uh, but we'll get to Silver St. Cloud in a bit. Uh, yeah. In a little bit. Um, so, Selena, when was there a falling out with Penguin? Mm-hmm. I still like I asked this question last week. I'm still asking it because there was a connect. They were there. She was she was in the big room with all the well now crazy punk people mob bosses. Yeah, the new wave mob bosses. Yeah, I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> but why isn't she there? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Not she, or maybe, maybe maybe she was just doing like a job for Penguin. Maybe she was doing she, like one thing for Penguin. If she was just doing a job for Penguin, she wouldn't have got to still sit at the big table. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't have gotten to stay in there for that meeting. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But then again, history. I, I do think that you know this slap, <laughs> this outright rejection uh-huh. uh, by uh, Bruce's uh, Alfred, uh, by his guardian. Yeah, Bruce's Alfred. Bruce's Alfred. Uh, yeah, I do think it's definitely going to push her more towards the the villains who are rising than yep. the the heroes who are rising this season. Yeah, for sure. she really like that might have been the t- one of the turning mm-hmm. points for it. Uh, Bobby, I think uh, uh, they're talking about us. The actress who plays Silver is fifteen, and then Bobby because says, well, she looks old. Older than Bruce. Yeah, then Bobby was asking, I'm not sure how old David is. I, I believe he's 15 as well. Yeah. Because he was 14 when the show started. So he's either 15 or 16. Yeah, who plays Bruce, if you you guys weren't aware. Yes, in case you didn't know. <laughs> um, so, Silver. Here, I'll just touch on this, and I know you said you have some more things with this later. Yeah. Um, not a lot, but a Actually, little. does your stuff cover what I have typed here? This is me. Um, talking no about you can the- go ahead and get into it okay so has she been at theo's house during all of this insanity <laughs> no i don't i don't think so. or is she literally just back from sweden because it's convenient and he needs to use her as a pawn I, I I would assume I would assume like I don't want to I want to I don't want to get too deep into it because I have some theories about why okay. he's doing what he's doing with her, but yeah I would assume that that was straight up because that complete actually there's uh, been a couple comic book storylines where Silver has like gone away to Europe and come back I mean that's usually how she's introduced and reintroduced into the story is she's been off in Europe and then she comes back and there's been a status quo change in either her or Bruce's life. Got it. So, uh, yeah, 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 I, I buy that. Okay. Cool. And there we go. All right. Well, we'll talk about that more in a little bit, but first it's time to look (gasps) Look at at this this Joker. Joker. Look Look at this Joker. Joker. He's joking and not playing poker. Yes. Look at this Joker. Sorry. I didn't know. Look at this Joker. We need to like agree on how many times we're going to say, look at this Joker and then go. Look at this Joker. He's really cool. Look at this Joker, he's not out of school. <laughs> look at this Joker, he's not in this episode. Yes, look at this Joker, <laughs> where we uh, take a look at all of the Jokerish suspects, callbacks, references, etc. that are in Gotham every week. We started out at season mm-hmm. one, episode one, with that comedian guy, mm-hmm. kept going through, and then for, uh, we even, uh, on week weeks, we had like Viper, the gas was green, whatever. And uh, then we kept going, kept going, and then Jerome showed up. And, and we then stopped we stopped. It. <laughs> and, and we were like, you know, that's probably that's the probably Joker. It. So we're whatever, done. whatever. And then Jerome was killed last week. So we In decided to bring the it. segment Spoiler. back. Spoiler. 
And then this week there was really no Joker. There was really no Joker. But we wanted to sing the song, so because, we did it well, anyway. We can't say that we like brought something back and then skip it the next it, week. Yeah, the the very next week, skip it. So it we just, decided to just do it, you know, once. Uh, just it, just mention it if you no, want to well, check out something also. Um, yeah, but if you sorry, if, I'm looking if back. You want, if you want to check out all of our Jokers that we've accumulated over the course of the past two seasons, go yes. to legendsofgotham.com and click on "Look at This Joker" right at the top. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. There's even a there's even there. a little um, you know Jared Leto type mm-hmm. stuff going on. Which yeah, is nice. and if you have any thoughts on the Joker or any Joker suspects for this episode, go ahead and leave a comment down there at the bottom too. We definitely Butch. appreciate it. We oh. called Butch. The Joker? Yeah, did we? We called Butch and Barbara the Joker. Nice, nice. <laughs> Could be, well, uh, there was that was little bit finale. of news that uh, Bruno Heller said that they've considered a female Joker before. Mm. So, who knows? Maybe Barbara could be the Joker. Maybe she uh, imitates Jerome. There, we have a Joker for this week. Sold! Uh, look at this Joker! Okay, uh, next up, uh, we're going to play <laughs> a voicemail from uh, our, our one of our favorite listeners, uh, Holy Bat Pastor, formerly Pastor of Batman. I just know him as Sark. Take it away. Legends of Gotham, what's up? This what's is up? Holy Bat Pastor. Um, I don't really have a review for the evening, but if you like, I have a top ten list, um, top ten lessons learned from the Strike Force. So here we go. Number ten, if your boss happens to look like Vic Mackey, and sound like the thing. When he calls you before the crack of dawn and asks to speak to your lover, don't argue. Simply pass the phone to the naked co-worker lying next to you. And number nine, when your local Yellow Pages has phone numbers from A through Z, but under the A's you see listings for assassins, and under Z is contact info for Zaz, don't panic, just move. And number eight, a dinner for two prepared and served with lab equipment can be romantic. At number seven, anytime Alfred Pennyworth offers to pick you up in the family limousine, technically there is no implication you actually ride in the car. Also, wear sneakers. At number six, if you're lucky enough to graduate at the top of your class, it's only because your classmates spent way too much time in their parents' basements. At number five, never, never call Victor Zaz an idiot. You could die. And if you don't, you will. all of your companions will. At number four, eyeglasses really get in the way when you try to neck with the former girlfriend <laughs> of your first kill. <laughs> at number three, always carry a hammer with you at work. That way, we, you won't suffer embarrassment when your supervisor mentions your name and the term banging in the same sentence. <laughs> number two, strictly speaking, I'm pretty sure Barbara Keen doesn't own any pants. Any never has. And the number one top ten lesson learned from the strike force, reality shows starring your mama, always a bad idea. I love tonight's episode. Uh, I would give it a high ranking on a Gotham arbitrary scale. I would give it 96 unexpected bullet wounds out of 100. Um, And that's pretty much what I'm going to leave you with. Uh, I won't bore you with any more details because I'm sure you're doing a great job covering all of the bases. So this has been Holy Bat Pastor reminding you, hashtag always eat tough for breakfast, but don't forget to chew. Good night, Gothamites. <laughs> Thank you very much. That was fantastic. I love that. Like that was absolutely wonderful. Holy Bat Pastor, anytime you want to send one of those in, we are we were playing. We it. we welcome them. Yes. Uh, okay, Emory. I guess we should tell people about our contest real quick. Before hey, we, we have a contest real quick. What's the contest? The con- I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, hold on, find it. Ah! 
Yeah, and we're doing this through the month of October. Through the month of October, we uh, are giving away this handy dandy, making sure I have the right show. Is it com- It was Comic Con, right? Yeah, Comic Con. Comic Con exclusive TV guide. TV Woo! guide. Yes, uh, featuring All Gotham exciting. on the cover and inside, and probably on the back cover too. I haven't checked. Um, but, uh, on the back cover is mm-hmm. a series of things that would have been covered at Comic Con. <laughs> but I, I, there, there are a couple ways to enter this contest that we're running through the month of October. Um, basically, let's see here. Uh, one way is you know iTunes, right? You probably You've heard of the iTunes. You probably got this podcast through iTunes or Stitcher, Stitcher. Radio. In anywhere you got this podcast, they review. usually have a review. Uh, if you could leave us a review, uh, just to kind of uh, tell ma- others about how awesome make us look we are. a little bit more legit. Uh, give people a recommendation to check out the show. You'll be entered in the contest. Uh, another way is if you want to hop out out there on social media and proselytize for the podcast, be like, hey, if you like Gotham, Legends of Gotham, best way to do it. And we actually have a couple of those that are in the feedback later. We do, and they so will be entered in the contest. You for will sure. be entered in the contest for saying, we are Yes, yeah, so in one way to make sure uh, we we see it and we record it. Obviously, the ones we're going to mention a little bit later mm-hmm, uh, will mm-hmm. be recorded. But uh, shoot us an email at legendsofgotham at gmail dot com too, just to point it out to just us. Just to let make us know. sure we saw it. And uh, they, then at the end of the month, we're going to be uh, pick, drawing a winner mm-hmm. for the Comic Con exclusive Gotham TV guide. So uh, please check it out. Oh, uh, Derek! Uh, Derek from Gotham TV podcast is in the chat room, by the way. Hello, and says, "Hey Derek. guys, never get to listen live, but I'm uh, still on New York time." Oh, oh, so it's the middle of the night or very, very early. Yeah, tomorrow. unfortunately, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to do a uh, roundtable with them before the season started. But uh, well, uh, isn't their season not starting until yeah until like march or something like I'm that i'm so sorry but we're, we're basically going steady with the gotham tv podcast there are, there are peeps yeah definitely definitely we and would have dinner with them over candlelight with uh you know medical sciencey definitely things. and yeah. then confess almost confess to killing somebody definitely definitely <laughs> uh so so i think thank you derek uh for, for being in the chat room and uh tell john we said hi Yay! oh and he also says loving the new look oh uh, yes you haven't seen the florida studio here it is yeah this is uh, we we relocated the studio to florida and we both have a new oh, we have a whole new set and yes. all that stuff so so good things good things all right Excellent. so where were we uh where were we okay so uh i guess we should talk a little bit about old pangy pants oh Oh, pangy pants. Or as I call him, old-fashioned gentleman killer this week's episode. Yes. Like, I loved him in the bowler hat with the mask on. He reminded me of, like, I don't I don't know, like, say, I, a, a, a villain from Danger Mouse or something. Like, Danger Mouse. Outrageous. Danger Mouse. No, but I love the outfit <laughs> with the bowler hat and, you know, him just rolling around like little tiny thin penguin in a bowler hat and Big Butch. Like, they look like cartoon characters They're hilarious. in all the best ways. I love it. I love the two of them together. They make me happy. Definitely. Although it, it did strike me that, uh, strike me as funny that uh, Butch is really built more like Penguin than Penguin is. Like comic book Penguin. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Oh, uh, also, uh, Derek, uh, Gotham TV podcast says, I'm all caught up after New York Comic Con.
Comic-Con. I'll buy dinner. Uh, uh, hey, Derek, uh, while you're listening, if you have any stories from New York Comic-Con, please post them in the chat room and we'll read them on the show. We'd love that. You know, whatever you're not saving for your own shows. For sure. <laughs> it, it, but I also really enjoyed that we uh, got to see Penguin be a little vicious this episode. I know. He's been pretty, like, laid back in yeah, a way. Even, like, the latter half of last season, he w- he was more, like, you know, playing games and run- running, mm-hmm. running schemes and everything. He wasn't so much knifing people. Yeah. So, it was great to get I back to that. I was actually kind of impressed that he took the knifing into his own hands, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, that was pretty... Because he hasn't done something really, like, that insane in a while. Well, he, he's... Not that that was insane. He, but... he, he's still trying to front <laughs> as the king of Gotham, you know. He, he probably didn't want to involve anybody else mm-hmm. because he didn't want them to know that, you know, Theo Gallivan had him over But then barrel. he does, like, two seconds later with Zaz. Well, I guess he did involve Zaz a little bit. Yeah. But, uh... I, I, and I, th- I think Butch was the one shooting at uh, Theo. He, he was probably also try, j- just trying to keep it on the down low, too, because, you know, well, yeah. Galavan has his mom. Right. And if someone finds out that Galavan is planning has, all this, right. then, you know, then his mom's toast. Nothing good's going to happen. But I, I really did enjoy that someone finally used his mom as, like, a pressure point. Like, that's something we've been saying was going to happen yes. since last season. And it was so great to – I mean it would have been nice if it, it had been Maroney because they kind of foreshadowed that, I felt. A little bit, a yeah. A little bit last season. But it was nice that someone finally did it. It was nice. I think the problem was like last season, I think – did you mention – no. Um, the Those guys, they sort of all in a sense grew up together. They all They all knew each other's mothers. Mm-hmm. They all knew the stories of each other's mothers, and that was that was the stopping point because those were the old Italian mobsters. Like mm-hmm. they grew up in it. You don't mess with the mom. Yeah. You don't mess with it. She's gonna come after you with a rolling pin anyway. Mm-hmm. You don't go there. So I think yeah. she was sort of off limits, just like well, Fish is the only one who used her own mother, but <laughs> actually in other people's mothers, Fish didn't respect the rules. <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting you bring that up though, because uh, something that really struck me about Penguin in the this episode is that you know he kicked the old guard out though all those old mobsters but he's still influenced by them like as he was rising to become the king of gotham he pictured himself at the top of this right. old power structure right and now with now that that power structure has been dismantled and he's at the top he wants to keep it like it was before mm-hmm. he just wants to be the guy in charge but now we have hashtag maniacs coming through we have theo gallivan trying right. to you know, put stakes down. We have the new wave mob bosses causing Ugh. havoc. Ugh. And he's like, you know, you guys got to chill. Uh, so I, I think it, he just never anticipated the structure would change when he threw the city into chaos. Well, that's because that's all he knew. Mm-hmm. He was going with what he knew and that just wasn't where he was looking. He didn't look for the new stuff. He he kind of figured it would remold itself to where it was. Yeah. They, which is strange because he was just with him at the top. Yeah. Yeah. He just went like and it was expecting it to stay and it that didn't happen yeah i'm I'm trying to think of a good metaphor here i, don't I, think I, I can't one. really but no. you know what once Dang you break me. when you when you break a pot you you can put glue it back together but it's never going to be quite the same pot you know what i mean exactly okay uh, michael lucera in the chat room says i can't get a handle on what butch is thinking did zaz completely addle him or what and then derek uh, from gotham tv podcast says zaz uh seems to have broken butch uh for the moment uh but the twitch shows butch is coming back def- yes. definitely yes yes which actually brings us to my next point i, I will no, say, you're not done well i, I was just gonna say i feel like butch uh i feel like butch kind of has some affinity for the penguin now though I, like i mm-hmm. i kind of feel like he, he he he's kind of uh he kind 
kind of likes the penguin. I mean, obviously there's the whole brainwashing thing going on and he has to listen to the penguin. But at the same time, I think he has some genuine affection for him a little bit. Oh, butch. Because he's like, come on, boss. What's what's wrong? Right. Well, there was – He. I think he's a good person. I think Butch just doesn't know how to be the boss nor does he want to be the boss. So he's mm-hmm. like, all right, this guy's on top. I'm helping out. Yeah. Um, to, and, you know, and he's, you know, helping find mom and, you know, doing whatever. And, like, he looks at me and says, you know I'm going to do whatever you say, but why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, I, lo- I don't know. I kind of like that, especially how he's like, you know, I'm going to do whatever because you're my boss. Mm-hmm. But can we at least have some context? Can you can you give me a reason that we're killing people and holding people hostage? Mm-hmm. And like, um, like said it best when that lady was like, "Why are you doing this, darling? I have no friggin' idea." <laughs> and then takes the addresses, and phone numbers, and things. And I don't know. I really like. I love Butch. We've always loved Butch. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that we got to see more of him. Yeah. And then, like, um, yeah, because it really felt like he had just like a couple like standing in the background scenes, and this was the first episode we really got some personality right. coming. Through. Well, we got the she doesn't know me. She doesn't know me. What does she mean? She doesn't know me. That's all I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. with um, Tabitha, and that was pretty pretty entertaining. Oh, uh, Derek uh, from Gotham TV podcast in the chat room says that not much to share from NYCC yet. Uh, John interviewed the cast, so I have to listen through those. Nice. Although Aaron Richards really wants to see James Frain in a black leather outfit. Nice. <laughs> and I will. I, I'll definitely. I can't wait to hear those interviews from uh, New oh, yeah. York Comic Con. Like I, I don't We're know jealous. if he, if uh, you guys go next year, maybe we'll have to see if we can somehow get up there for a day or two. Like, that would be really cool. Actually, my new day job, uh, it, like, uh, some has New some York. New York stuff, so I, I might be able to arrange something. We digress. We, di- we digress. We, we want to meet up with John and Derek. I I want to go on a trip. We are going steady with our podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, We've been uh, doing crazy stuff all day. Yes, when yes, that was awesome. Oh, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. And they look at the flowers. Look at the flowers. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Theo Galavan's machinations in this episode. You know, he's he's very much uh, doing the whole Machiavellian kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, he's, he's the puppet master. Pull the strings. Mm-hmm. Pull the strings. Edward reference. Uh, but I, I also I, I thought first of all the whole Bruce Wayne thing. Mm-hmm. He I, I I think he doesn't want. Bruce looking too closely into his plans. Well, no. Like, I think they involve Wayne Enterprises for sure. Like, I, 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 I think we're gonna mm. get a big reveal somewhere along the lines that you know Theo's connected to Wayne Enterprises is connected to uh, Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne's death is connected to whatever he was doing with well, that. Especially because he death. brought up about their death and how he's mm-hmm. disappointed in the GCPD and blah 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 blah. Like he was just feeding to that side of Bruce. Yeah, he. he he was basically like he was basically saying to Bruce, you know, all these people have disappointed you. Oh wait, here's this beautiful girl. <laughs> yeah, now that you're all disappointed and down about your parents dying, here's this beautiful girl who will serve as a dis- distraction, so you don't look too closely in what I had to do with it. Mm-hmm. I, and you know, I just a little bit of background on Silver Saint Cloud. Yes, she, please. In the comic, she's a socialite. And uh, someone that, uh, you know, Bruce has had a very genuine relationship with. In fact, I believe he's one of the few people that he said, you know, he, he could see himself settling down with having kids with that sort of thing in the comics. Although she she does know he's Batman. So that kind of gets in the way. And uh, uh, yeah. she, she kind of wavers back and forth on whether she's into it or not into it. And mm. they, they never end up together forever, obviously. But uh, it, it's def- definitely... 
I'd say it's probably the closest thing to like a genuine, genuine, like very uh, romantic, romantic love uh, that Batman has has ever seen in the comic book. So hmm. that that's where uh, you know he's coming from, uh, or Bruce is coming from when he sees her dancing around that fountain, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of what he's seen there. He's seen a future, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it also I think it makes total sense that she's related to Theo because she has that socialite background, right? Yeah, although I I still wonder. How many members of his family are actual family and how many of them might be, you know, like Court of Owls sort of thing? Yes, yes. I'm trying to pull up the YouTube chat because apparently there's some stuff over there. Oh, let's see here. Oh, I can pull it up here. Let's see. Okay. uh, Jason Ritter in the YouTube chat room says, I was happy to see the the thing in this episode. Uh, Let's see. Okay. Question. How do people of Gotham not realize Theo is a bad guy? Uh, That is Darth Sidious all over again. I don't know enough about Star Wars to get the reference, unfortunately. I don't either. But thank you very much, Jason. Jason Ritter for uh, checking us out in the YouTube chat room. Yes. Hi, Jason. If you want to come and chat with us in the main chat room, it's live.universebox.com. There's a little chat widget underneath the video uh, if you want to check that out. I keep meaning to turn that YouTube channel off, Uh. but I I keep forgetting about it too. But thank you, Jason. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, but uh, okay, so we have uh, the whole Theo Gallivan Bruce thing out of the way. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, this plan that he announces to Penguin, uh, the two, I was going to say the two towers. This isn't Lord (laughs) of the Rings. The new tower. The tower he wants to build up in the center of Gotham. This is a classic Batman villain move. Trampling on the poor. Building up the rich. Destroying their homes to build up an empire. You know, it's a classic Batman plot. It reminds me of, I believe it it was an old, uh, the animated series episode where an industrious industrialist is trying to burn down Crime Alley and Leslie Tompkins' stomping grounds and everything else, and Batman has to come in and save the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, you know, a classic Batman villain move. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see how it plays out. You know, I was also kind of wondering, why Why did he go after Penguin? And uh, I think it's mainly because he knows that Penguin's the self-proclaimed king of Gotham now, mm-hmm. and he wants to keep him under his thumb so he doesn't cause any trouble mm-hmm. or hurt Theo's plans. Because like Penguin says, you know, look up A in the phone book, you can find an assassin anywhere in yeah. Gotham. But I think it's specifically so he has Penguin under over a barrel. Right. So, so he can't interfere with his plans. Because I mean, Penguin, at the beginning of this episode, he's like trying to figure out who caused this whole hashtag maniac situation to happen. Right. Who put Jerome out there? Mm-hmm. And nobody knows. And he's getting very frustrated because he can sense he's losing control of Gotham. Well, and it was weird that all of his people were like, we thought you did it you think none of you would have known about it Mm -hmm. if he'd done it how stupid are these like 20 year old punk mob bosses (laughs) i don't understand understand. yeah yeah when when in the chat room says i know the whole raise the city uh theme was in a popular sci-fi film but i can't remember which probably several (laughs) yeah yeah, a a very sci-fi kind of concept too uh definitely okay you wanted to talk a little bit more about the strike force yeah because we kind of ignored the strike force i don't know i was running out of points um let's see um i want i really wonder how committed these recruits are actually going to be because Mm -hmm. well we've seen what happens to most cops within the city um three quarters of them had you know a really good story so they they did have that show we don't know what the short one story is we just know she can fight she's scrappy um but you know how are we really going to get to know them or is this strike force thing going to just sort of like fizzle out i have a feeling it'll be around for at least an episode or two until theo kills them all you think theo's gonna kill them either that or penguin like i i could see it have penguin happening too yeah um 
Will they keep listening to Jim once they find out that he has been in cahoots with Penguin since their current objective is to take down the Penguin? <laughs> it's going to come out. Yeah. Granted, both Jim and Penguin are like, we will take what is coming. Mm -hmm. It's like neither of them want to push it, but they both know something's coming. Yeah. And, you know, the, the hunt for Penguin is going to be really interesting mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, like you said, they, they've agreed to live and let live. But now Barnes is pushing the issue. And right. And they're it, both like, ah. It's kind of like, how's Gordon going to keep his distance without arousing Barnes' suspicions? Because, you know, what happens when Barnes comes after Gordon? Gordon in how will Gordon respond to that like is he going to push back to protect his his own safety his own livelihood is he gonna push back against Barnes is he gonna kill someone else like are we gonna see Jim Gordon go down a very dark path before he becomes the commissioner with the mustache we all know and love will he just repent will he grow a mustache yes uh, of course he'll disguise grow a mustache. himself from Duh. barnes when barnes finds out right because barnes has never heard of dna testing tune in next week same bad time same, <laughs> same bad, bad channel, channel. I, I don't know it'll be interesting to see how that all definitely I, I i definitely felt too like this episode uh felt like a lot of exposition yeah. uh but it, it, it's you know the opening at, of act two where the heroes are starting to strike back after the big kind of uh you know uncomfortable villain thing of mm -hmm. act one you know the first few episodes so right I, I mean a lot of exposition makes sense at the same time i really hope and, and i mean with the ed and kringle situation too we got a little bit of a payoff so mm -hmm. that was nice and it felt very a uh, comic booky because you know, that's kind of how like the d plots run in comic books mm -hmm. or the c and d plots run in comic books is you get kind of like a little piece in three issues and in the fourth issue you get a hit you get a really good payoff mm -hmm. well uh you know the a and b plots are getting set up for the next few issues right so it, again back to that whole serialized concept that john stevens was telling us about before the series began yeah. uh the season began i is definitely it's there coming out for it's, sure you can definitely see it you can mm -hmm. feel it it is nice to see you know this plot's moving forward in this way this one's going in this way this one's going in this way and here's how they all work together <laughs> uh, Bored Barbara is bored. Bored, bored, bored Barbara. Boring Barbara is boring too. Like I, I, I as much Bo as I love her, it's coming back to last season's Barbara. Where she, give the girl some crazy. She's just hanging out, making out with people. And you know, eating po blue, blue popsicles. Yeah, yeah. I was like, like that wasn't necessary. But I mean, obviously Theo's keep holding her back for a reason. She's going to break out again soon. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure she gets to go in play some again. Sort of big soon. scene. Like that makes me all the more um, like your thing that Theo placed Barnes mm -hmm. because, which would also work with the Penguin thing because he says, you know, while the GCPD is busy chasing Penguin, I'm going to be doing this. Yeah. Like, it makes so much more sense now. And then, you know, with Barnes taking um, Gordon as his second in command and somehow Bullock's just pulled right in there and all that, mm -hmm. it's just going to use Barbara against all that again. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, to get her boyfriend back. <laughs> No. Get my boyfriend Bo back. My boyfriend's back. Oh, a holy bat pastor in the trouble. chat room says uh, the three-dimensional uh, layout of a future Gotham City was very reminiscent of a scene in the DC animated feature Batman versus Robin, which had a very heavy Court of Owls presence. I still need to see that. I haven't seen. So that I guess yet. we have to watch that now. We should Our probably. Robert. Okay, so let's see here. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Out of out of. 14 filleted mayoral candidates. Oh! How many filleted mayoral candidates do you give this episode? I 
give it 10. Why? <laughs> um, like you said, it was very, you know, setting up the story, setting up this story. However, there was Krigma. So yay, Krigma. That's right. I'm making it a thing. <laughs> Deal with it. I don't think I spelled filleted right in the chat. No. no filleted. Filleted. I don't know. So- it's spelling, not my thing. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was good. But when you're putting it behind that episode last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you couldn't like they couldn't keep up the maniacs pace there's no way they could have kept up the momentum of those first yeah, well, couple it, w- it wouldn't have felt special anymore no it, yeah it was a thing but i mean we are already getting the rise of the villains mm-hmm. so we see more of that and i don't know 10 you <laughs> I think I I think I will uh I I'm going to give it I'm going to give it 10. I'm going to give it 10 filet mayoral candidates just because like I said it felt very expositiony as much as I loved Michael Chiklis like uh-huh. the character didn't impress me a lot yet. I think I think mm-hmm. he's going places. I really think there's some mystery there to be unraveled mm-hmm. as we go forward but at the same time like you said you know it can't hold a candle to the first three episodes because they were just like bam 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 and i i would love to get back for that although you know if the scale had been out of 14 slap cat girls i would have given it 14 interesting okay in the chat room uh holy bat pastor gives it 13 filleted mayoral candidates and uh bobby gives it 10 as well Bobby gives it 10 yeah, yes we'll hear a bit more yes. about what he has to say uh in, in just a minute here and derek is giving it an 11 11 just because just because he loved Krigma. Yeah, uh Ringle. Krigma. Ringle. Krigma. By the way, if you guys want to uh, if you like the podcast, you can support us over at patreon.com/universebox. We have 32 patrons, $207 a month. Woo! We really, really appreciate it. Uh, that, yes, thank you to all of our patrons. That unlocks all sorts of bonuses, like we're doing uh, movie commentaries. We're probably going to record Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles this week that are exclusive for patrons. And we're also going to be launching a podcast, We're So Lost. We're anytime, so lost. All about the show Lost, because we've never watched we've it never before. Watched it. So we're lost about it. Uh, anytime Gotham or our other fan cast show, Once mm-hmm. Upon a Time, isn't on the air, we're going to be doing an episode of We're So Lost. So we want to thank those 32 patrons over at patreon.com slash universe box. Just go over there. You can pledge 50 cents a month, yep. a dollar a month, $10 a month, whatever you're feeling. Yeah. And uh, it, and it, we are going to start sending out things, note to self, order things. Yeah. Anyone who was, who was a, a valid patron in October, I mm-hmm. uh, already got charged. Uh, you're going to be getting a sticker um, before the end of the month. I, okay. uh, a free sticker. <laughs> I, and, uh, but th- thank you guys again so much, uh, for mm-hmm. supporting us. If you guys, if you want to support us, patreon.com slash universe box. Think outside. Okay. So, uh, now I guess it's time for the news. News. First up, the ratings. Uh, Gotham, uh, sank a little bit this week. Uh, 1.5, uh, rating with a five share. Um, it was a little lower than last week. Last week, I think we were 1.8. Um, but this was the final, like, you know how they do like an early in the day and then like an adjusted Well, Anne Marie mm-hmm. was running late today. So this was the final already, um, had things adjusted. So, you know, pretty mm-hmm. steady, kind of, kind of surprised that we actually dropped after last week. Yeah. Cause, well, but I think people, it made people mad. Yeah. It so we might take another dip this week Def. because so we can set, we can try and set a bus full of cheerleaders on fire, but you slap one cat girl and the world explodes. I guess so. Okay. Just I checking. So. Just checking. Just hit me. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to take a quick look here at the uh, trailer for next week. Scarification. All right. Let's see here. I haven't even seen this yet. So I'm, I'm interested to see this. Trust me. I know who's boss now. 
Uh, penguins on board. There's a rocket launcher, a chickalis. Some more filleting. Looks like it's going to. Oh, it looks like this will be Firefly. Awesome. I love Firefly. It will be redeemed in blood. Yeah, and that felt very Court of Owls. That hooded guy in Theo Galavan's apartment definitely felt very Court of Owls, for sure. Like, okay. We're going there, and I like it. Okay, uh, one last bit of news here, and this is something that very much excites me. Uh, they Apparently have, the entire chat room as well. Well, you know, it, it's mainly because uh, it's awesome. Uh, they've cast a senior, senior, or Cobblepot Senior, a Senior Cobblepot, I guess you could also say, Penguin's Daddy has been cast on Gotham. They revealed at New York Comic Con this past weekend. And it's none other than Pee Wee Herman himself, Paul Rubens, who, if you have ever seen Batman Returns, he also played uh, Penguin's dad in uh, Batman Returns. So it's perfect casting. He even looks a lot like Robin Lord Taylor. See, that's the only saving grace here. I am not a Pee Wee Herman fan Mm -hmm. in any way, shape, or form. If a child says, hey, I want to watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure, I turn it on, go in the other room, and shut the door. I was a huge Pee-wee fan my entire life, even after the, the, the scandal. The scandal. You probably liked him more after the scandal. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Man, um, he got caught, caught in an adult theater. Now I really like this guy because I'm seven cause, years old. Because there was scandal. <laughs> because there was – I don't know. It was exciting. I felt bad for him actually. Yeah, I think I remember actually feeling bad for him. But he looks so much like Robin – well, Robin Lord Taylor looks so much like him mm-hmm. that I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah, and uh, Derek uh, from Gotham TV Podcast says, uh, brilliant idea to bring in Paul Rubens. Robin se- seemed to be over the moon about it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Robin Lord Taylor, uh, he did announce it on the panel and he d- he didn't say what episode but he said that it should be coming up very very soon so next week hopefully that'd be nice well because they've started like a lot of shows i've noticed started doing that is they'll Mm -hmm. not make this massive massive casting announcement and you know you usually expect it to be like three months down the road and it's like within two weeks Mm -hmm. oh yeah we're getting a lot of love peewees in the chat room oh so it's just you are my people i'm alone in my principles <gasps> the theater was in Sarasota, like 10 miles away from Bobby. Nice, nice. Uh, so, Okay, so now we're going to get into some listener feedback here. As always, you know, we <gasps> oh, were... Oh, hold what? on, please. Derek said that Butch actually worked on the Pee Wee Herman show. Nice. Very nice. That's a really fun loop around. Yeah, yeah. I like it. That, looping around. Looping it around. Okay, well, we're going to get into some listener feedback here. Okay. As we mentioned, we record these Tuesday nights, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com, mm-hmm. which means... You need to, once you're done watching the episode, mm-hmm. uh, you, you need to send stuff in right away. In fact, once uh, once you've finished watching the episode, it's gonna channel's going to flip over. You're going to see that I've kidnapped your mother. Oh. Okay, so what you need to do... Stop kidnapping people's mothers. Don't tell anybody I've done it, first and foremost, because <laughs> I will fillet her. Stop Go to it! Your computer. Stop threatening people. Email, email. No, I threaten our listeners. Stop I fake love threatening people. Email us legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Uh. If you care about your mother at all, tweet us at legendsofgotham. If you want to save your mother's life, 
Facebook us at facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. Or if you don't care about her at all, you can leave us a voicemail, 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And as usual, uh, we're going to start with Bobby. Take it away, Bobby! Hey, Bill and Hammer, it's Bobby. What's up? Hey. All right. So I was going into this episode thinking, okay, I'll just ignore what happened last week, or at least the last few minutes of last week, just go into this episode with a clear mind and push <laughs> forward, move on forward. And then, of course, previously on Gotham, and I was totally reminded about what happened last week, and uh, ah! <laughs> why? 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 <clears throat> all right. Like I said, pushing forward. Um, this episode was all right. I w- I'm not going to say it was, like, great, but it wasn't terrible either. It was all right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. a filler episode, but uh, I would say it was like a by-the-way episode. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, like, by the way, this is what's going on. This is where everyone's at. This is catching up, us up on, like, the season so far and where everyone stands. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you had... Um, there was a lot of restating of statuses, yeah. definitely. To have Penguin, I uh, haven't seen Edward in a few episodes, so let's catch up with him. And I thought it was really cool what they did with their characters because, interestingly, I, like, sympathized with them and felt for them. Like, when Penguin's mom was abducted, you know, I was like, holy crap, you know, you can't do that to Penguin's mom. And, of course, you know, she didn't do anything, but, I mean, I'm still <laughs> kind of rooting for Penguin. Mm-hmm. And then when Edward cool brought, uh, had Chris home on a date and he kind of made that slip up and, you know, I was like, oh, God, don't do not do it, Edward, don't do it. And I was, like, <laughs> rooting that? for Edward. I was rooting for the Riddler. I was rooting for the Penguin and the Riddler. And <laughs> I shouldn't be doing that, and I was, and I thought that was a testament to the writers. Um it was really cool to see Gordon in, in charge of something, even if it's not necessarily a precinct or every, you know, being commissioner, you know, he's got to start somewhere. So let's put him in charge of four or five rookie cops who have never done this before. <laughs> but like I said, you got to start somewhere. And then Bruce and Alfred's storyline. Um, I thought it, I don't know. I, it was really cool to see the, uh, the training finally start, mm-hmm. but I was really thrown off when Alfred uh, hit cat like that. Uh, I don't know, mixed mixed feelings. I mean, she screwed up, she killed a guy, but you just don't hit a kid like that. And I I don't know. Like I said, mixed feelings. Um, it was disturbing, but I think it was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, move forward. Um, Theo Caliban, I don't know about his bid for mayor. I'm sure he'll win it, but mm-hmm. he's already won my vote now that Fish is gone for least favorite character of this <laughs> show. <laughs> Do not like him or what they've done with the character, which sucks because I like this actor in other roles and other TV shows. Just don't like him on this show. Uh, but my favorite, or I mean, uh, my award for favorite performance of the episode goes to Drew Powell for uh, Butch Gilzine. I mm-hmm. love what mm-hmm. I love him every time he's on on screen. Um, my only lament is uh, the other. I can't remember his name, but the other henchman that uh, oh, Penguin yeah, yeah. had like at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, I liked him. I hope he isn't gone for good, but I haven't seen him around this season at all. So yeah. probably is. Anyway, uh, like I said, kind of a ho hum episode, but it did let us catch up. So I'll give it seventeen of twenty. Um, penguins umbrellas <laughs> thank you very much Bobby. it's a callback it's a callback I, I will say uh jason ritter over in the youtube chat room ask is mayor james dead i i don't 
Like, because I think it could go either way. I think the city's assuming he's dead, and we haven't seen him since he was running around with that box on his head. Yeah, and the girls were having a lot of fun with him. Yeah, so I, I would assume yes, but I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't show back up. To well, him. um, um, Theo wouldn't let them kill him. They told him to like yet, yet. Well, you know. The word hasn't been given to the best of our knowledge. If Richard Kind's uh, new series get canceled, uh, he's probably... Oh, that's the game we're going to play. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see here. Next up is Don O'War. Take it away, Don. Don! Hi, Bill and Emery. This Hi. is Don O'War. Hey. I'm calling about Legends of Gotham. Um, wow, it's that Jerome thing. Wow. <laughs> that was awesome. I know I'm late to the party here. But that's <laughs> what I do. I watch the show, and then um, I watch it on Hulu like a day or two after... It comes out, and then I listen to your podcast, and then I call in and leave you feedback, which doesn't matter by the time you get it, because you've already done your show. But uh, that's what I'm calling about, because um, the ratings come out before I ever get to it, and I watch it every week. And I'm sure I'm not the only person who watches um, on Hulu or some other electronic means that has nothing to do with live TV. People don't watch live TV anymore, do they? I'm busy. I've got things to do. We're and then I watch it when I can get to it. And I'm always within the week. And then I listen to your podcast at work, and um, I enjoy that, even though I can't leave feedback in a timely manner. And <laughs> um, I don't know if any ratings that come out the next day are valuable. As that, I mean, I guess I want to know who's watching live TV because commercials. They sell commercials based on those numbers, mm-hmm. but it's not who's watching the show. Anyway, that's all I have to say. I, I have plenty to say about this episode, but it won't matter. <laughs> it does so, matter. Um, I thought it was fantastic what they did with, with Jerome. Like, I thought it was fantastic. I, I thought so he was so thing. good, and it was so – it took me by surprise. It took us all by surprise, and, and that's what we want out of a TV show, entertainment. Mm-hmm. Boys, they entertain me. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you very Thank much, Don. And, you, you know, you have functioned as a day late of Buckshort reviews of uh, last week's episode. You can definitely feel Keep free to Keep doing that because uh, it's nice as a little, you know, wrap up. And I, I promise uh, you don't have to worry about being late. Your mother will be safe. I promise. <laughs> okay. Uh, next, next up is Michael Lucero. Take it away. Oh, by the way, uh, Derek uh, from Gotham TV podcast in the chat room said Gabe was in episode two. He pointed he was the guy who pointed the gun at Harvey. Mm. Good to no, good to know. Okay, so uh, Michael Lucero, take it away. Hey, Bill and Anne Marie, it's Michael. I'm really enjoying this uh, serialized format of Gotham now, and I really like the ongoing story with Theo Galvin and how he's uh, manipulating everybody, and he uh, seems Why? to even be predicting things that other people uh, aren't um, expecting or, or foretelling. Um, but I, I, some of the subplots in this episode felt a little bit off to me and i don't know it seems like a a little bit of a weak episode in subplots even though the main plot was really strong uh i thought penguin's speech at the beginning of the episode was a really interesting uh foil to his uh famous line at the beginning of season one about there being chaos in the streets and rivers of blood and he seems to be uh almost saying the exact opposite lines now i think that's really interesting um where is he going to go? Where is uh, how is the way that he's changed from what he used to be? How is that going to define his character arc from now on? 
Um, the Riddler scenes were pretty good. I liked, uh, I loved him in them, although I felt like Kristen Kringle was somehow, uh, off. She apologizes for being standoffish to him before, and that's awesome, but I kind of feel like the transition between that and who, uh, uh, who she used to be and who we see in this episode, it kind of feels a little jarring. I think eventually we're going to find out that she's as cracked as that is. Mm-hmm. And they, they're, they're a match made in heaven. Yep. That's my theory. Has been. Uh, also, when uh, Theo talks to Bruce and uh, mentions the police never finding uh, uh, a suspect for the Wayne murder, shouldn't Bruce, uh, shouldn't some warning bells be going off in his head? Because uh, we know that uh, the police blamed Mario Pepper for the Wayne murder. And I could have sworn that that was a public announcement that they made about it. And we know that he was framed. Uh, and maybe even Bruce oh. knows that. I'm not sure. But I don't think the public should know that. So so shouldn't Bruce think oh. it's suspicious that uh, Galvan knows this? Uh, Very good. You point. know what? That's kind of amazing. Very, yes. Yeah, because I don't think there was ever a public announcement about that. Uh, and lastly, the weakest aspect of this episode, I think, was the whole strike force thing. I'm just, I could honestly care less about that. I felt like it's way too overblown. It's so in-your-face macho, super military, <laughs> we're going to blow the bad guys out of the water. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with a new captain. Uh, I think his in- integrity is interesting, and he does uh, provide a interesting contrast to what and where Jim uh, is now, and a uh, similarity to what he was in the beginning of season one. But as a character, he kind of seems flat and one-dimensional. Uh, one-dimensional to me. Yeah, like I a, a little bit too hard-nosed. Like a, on one hand, on one hand, I think the the whole perspective, you know, don't let any criminals out is right. is good in theory. But it's never going to happen. Well, well, when you have humans deciding those sorts of things, yeah, they they kind of you know interpret the law to get what they want from it, you mm-hmm. know. They, so, so it, it, in practice, it doesn't work so well. Mm-hmm. And also, his uh, his supposition uh, when he was talking to Leslie, uh, saying that you know we're going to be sending you a bunch of dead bad guys, that seems like a bad starting place. To yeah, I don't think that's a great introduction. Yeah, uh, by win in the chat room. By, by the way. And I really felt sorry with Cat uh, for Cat. By the way, I understood where Alfred's coming from, but uh, she Mm -hmm. she did kill the guy. But we're talking about a child here. It's not cool to devalue other people, Uh, hold them accountable, sure, but not spit in their face. All right. Well, uh, I can't wait to hear the episode, and I'll talk to you all later. Bye. I think a little bit of that was emotional too. Mm -hmm. Alfred was just like so, like she's here, yeah, sort of thing. I yes, I think that may have been exactly what he said in his head. Mm -hmm. She's here. Yeah, and again, like I said, you know, if I saw something like that happening on the street, I'd be very against it on right. the show. I think it, I think it helps add to the drama. Well, the thing I, we're watching a show where they're killing a bunch of people, like mm-hmm. on a well minute to minute basis, including the person who got slapped. Right, like we're all about excuse me stabbings and all this sort of stuff, and then one slap. Mm-hmm. And it's you know the slap heard around the world on real world. And well, I wonder if Rebecca had anything to say about it. Let's I don't. I'm sure Rebecca did. What's up, Legends of God? What's, What's up, Rebecca Johnson? And I'm calling about the season two episode titled Strike Force. I like the idea of the Strike Force because if you have a group of maniacs running around, Gotham will need a group of good guys to help stop them. Mm-hmm. I like seeing the GCPD try to clean itself up, but I can't help but think that might not last. 
In addition to a by-the-book police department, I was also surprised with Penguin's initial stance to reject Theo's plan. Uh, It made total sense that it took threatening his mother to get him to agree to do it, but I kind of like that even the Penguin has his limits. I'm not too familiar with Silver St. Cloud. I always knew she was a love interest for Bruce, but I don't know much about her history, so I really enjoyed her introduction into the show. Loved how she was written as a contrast to Selena, and I hope that continues. I also just wanted to say how much I love the cinematography on the show. Every mm-hmm. shot is beautiful and intentional, and I really appreciate that. I, mm-hmm. I think uh, thanks again to a friend of the show, TJ Scott. Yes. Particularly loved the shots in this episode of Gordon's reflection as he was looking at the trophy case, reflecting mm-hmm. on his past, <laughs> as well uh, as the last scene with Penguin by the fireplace. The lighting and the camera work on the show, there it's just both so wonderful. And speaking of Penguin, do you guys think that his mother was killed? They didn't outright say it, but he seemed pretty upset there at the end. Anyway, this was a great episode, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts. I think I think it, I don't think she's been killed yet. yet. I think he was very frustrated because he couldn't he do, can't anything do anything to talk his way out of this situation she's what he always does everything for yeah Yeah, and this is really the first time we've we've seen penguin completely castrated like this you know yeah where he's just like metaphorically not literally obviously i don't think (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah yeah definitely uh very interesting to see where they're gonna go from there Mm -hmm. uh we have a couple tweets here to end up with uh first up from the powell family uh the Powell family says uh, Alfred went too far and could have uh, scared Cat away uh, without hitting her like an adult uh, street tough. She's a child. And then uh, David McPeaks uh, says, I will say despite all the violence on this show, the thing that has been the most jarring is Alfred slapping Selena Kyle. Mm-hmm. Very controversial. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Nick at is high on life uh, says Legends of Gotham is a great companion to the show. Terrific insight. Thank Woo! you. And you're in the contest now. Huzzah! Okay, uh, we did get uh, on our YouTube video from last year. Was that Chief O'Hara on Gotham? Which I'll, I'll show the uh, listeners here. Uh, yeah, we got a couple comments here, uh, kind of like uh, t- talking up the uh, actor who we thought looked like Chief O'Hara. Uh, mm-hmm. Divorce coach says he is an actor. His name is Frank uh, Stiletto. And yes, he should be a reoccurring. And then C- Susan McBrien says that actor in Gotham is a good friend of mine and a terrific character actor. So, uh, Frank, if you want to call in sometime, 424-274-2352, uh, we'd love to hear from you. For <laughs> totally. Sure. Oh, and last but not least, uh, Joel uh, over on Facebook oh, says, I uh, wanted to point out that the news reporter in this week's episode and in last week's episode, I believe mm-hmm. it was the same actress, mm-hmm. looks a lot like the action news reporter in the Dark Knight Returns comic book and the animated movie. And he has a couple pictures here too. Uh, which Go is, on over to our Facebook page and you can find them. Yeah, definitely. Facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. Okay, so your mom's safe. Your mom. But Sorry. you still need to message us in next week. Uh, you can do that at legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. Facebook is Facebook.com <laughs> slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. For the love of God, save your mom. We'd love to hear from you before two, Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. Wow. EST at live.universe.com. You know, maybe Tuesday, 8 o'clock p.m. EST. We'd love to hear from you. Bye. Yeah. There's a buffer. 8.15, it's kind of like, oh. Oh, look, there's feedback. <laughs> <laughs> 
But that's fine, too. <laughs> Whenever you can get it in. Whenever you get it in. If, if we can't get it in next week, we'll get it in the week after. But, you know, it's, it's your mom's life. So, you know, <laughs> do what you will. Okay, Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? <gasps> you can find me on Twitter at Simone. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can uh, follow all of the podcasts we do over at universebox.com, mm-hmm. including Greetings from Storybrooke, a Once Upon a Time podcast. And, and- uh, you can check out my superhero books. Yes. Dogboyadventures.com. And once we launch our new podcasts, podcasts, plural, mm-hmm. you can find all that information over at universebox.com as well. Definitely. Definitely. And we want to thank our chat room again, Derek and Michael Lucero and Bobby and Holy Bad Pastor and Wynn. And uh, other people, uh, who was that guy in the uh, YouTube chat room, Jason Ritter? <laughs> uh, sorry you weren't able to get into the uh, IRC chat room. Oh, no. Hopefully next week. Uh, but I, I guess that about wraps it up. So uh, until uh, join us next time for more Legends of Gotham. Look at this Joker. Scooter in. Uh, What's your price for flight? I would throw this, but you're surrounded by expensive equipment.